2: That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's
3: sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach, with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all.
2: For the thousands in attendance, and the millions watching around the world,
3: this is... A- the main event dildo corn is alive
4: and kicking come on over here i'll headbutt your ass a couple times if you know what i'm saying <laughs> this brother breaking off a 40 yard run. this brother
3: come on zip it hey, i
4: hope i didn't piss off jesus
3: you call that a penalty <laughs> who's yeah, number I just one who's number one it's the la clippers oh shut up <laughs> You're saying it wrong, people! I would get him pregnant. That uh, fucking, uh, typically. They just f- called in and hangs up, you fucking motherfucker! That fucking pisses me off. Are you in the shower
1: now? Totally in the shower. Yeah, yeah. Dude.
3: He's not a cocaine. You mean James? Stupid idiot. You're a stupid <laughs> idiot! For getting so fucking <laughs> uptight over fucking <laughs> nothing! You're clearly lying. You're clearly lying. You? <laughs> Why would I lie?! Why would I lie?! You don't need
2: attention! <laughs> yes,
3: you do. No, I do You're a comic! <laughs> Welcome, welcome to Punch Drunk Sports, where winners win. We're still hanging and banging here. Joining us is uh, a, a Punch Drunk regular. Uh, we knew her before she blew up and started doing <laughs> amazing uh, NFL shows on Amazon. Sertiana how are you?
5: Hi, so good to see you guys.
3: We love you. Don't you. Don't I mean, don't. mean that. You don't mean I don't. That. I feel like like Jason. Uh, uh, are you here? Are you here? Is this a hostage situation? <laughs> I feel like it's a hostage
5: situation. Well, yeah. Oh, what's dude. the sign that I can give you when I want to leave? <laughs> what's my safe word? <laughs> uh,
3: Sarah, uh, I was. Uh, it was fun to do your show. If you guys don't know, Sarah is a uh, head writer, right? On um, what is it called? Pile the pylon. Oh, it's called
5: on- the pylon on, on Prime Video, not Amazon. Yeah, don't say Amazon. Oh, Prime, on Prime Video. video.
3: No, that's a it. new
5: term that's the term they're trying to make take off but yes you were very good on it you were very very funny
3: uh i posted that video that we we did into a shark tank <laughs> and everybody loved it i couldn't believe the how positive feedback was because usually yeah. it's like anything i post because comes a pinata and, but they were all like dude that was really funny I super enjoyed it it was great so uh, I was happy to be on your show and I'm happy that we were able to do something great
5: I know So it was fun. I was very happy that you could do it so thank you again for doing it Jason you're never going to get booked on it but I appreciate <laughs> that's
4: that that's for the best I'll turn that show into a <laughs> snuff film <laughs>
3: Well, Sarah, you had the coolest job, man. It is very cool to be there, to be at the NFL uh, television headquarters and just seeing all that stuff. I mean, what a blessing that is.
5: It's pretty crazy to be able to, like, I mean, all I've ever wanted to do is, like, something with either, you know, I really only know sports, country music, and the military. Like, those are the only thing I, I know. If it's something else, if it's a real housewife, I'm like, I'm not your girl. But, like, it's pretty cool to be able to start merging your two passions um, into um, money. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure, it's it makes going plus. to work easier. Yeah, it makes going to work easier. So, where do you guys record that? Where do you guys?
4: Uh, what studio are you guys recording that at?
5: We're yeah. in the basement of NFL Network. Uh, uh, it's where they do- there? No, there's a new NFL network attached to SoFi Stadium. Oh,
4: OK, right, right, right. Yeah,
5: it's a really high tech building. Like, what, six stories or something? Um, just like an incredible cafeteria and coffee bar. Every toilet is uh, has heated seats with bidets. Like, oh, it's you're living, insane. you're living. It's pretty insane. <laughs> Once you can get in. Um,
3: you want a bidet?
5: just the building (laughs) (laughs) the the bidet i can get into i just can't get out of it Um, and it's much harder to drink from than you think um but i i just uh yeah we tape our show in um where they take game day view and you know just like a bunch of nfl network shows yeah um and i see siciliana like to sicilianos when you walk into nfl network there's all these like glass offices when you go uh-huh. through the um, main corridor. And Ceciliana's desk is like the very first, like his little cubicle is right there. And I'm like- why Why's it gotta be little? Why is, what? <laughs> well, but why <laughs> is it right there? Like, I guess he's, I don't know. It's a very bizarre to have all these people that you have no idea who they are because they are all behind the scenes. And then here's Ceciliana's desk right there. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if he chose that desk Or if it was assigned to him because he's the face of Red Zone or whatever. I don't know. I was texting with him.
4: I was texting with him the other day because classic Falcons meltdown. Yeah. And he sent me a tip because a few years ago, you know, like you work on a show like that. They might have a taco truck one day or like they got Mm -hmm. a fucking, you know, different, you know, fucking in and out Mm -hmm. truck. So we had a taco truck, but we can't leave the studio. So I just got this big ass plate of tacos in the morning. And then this is when we were in the studio and then they fucking, you know, got a punt block or something. And I just fucking was so pissed. I threw my tacos across the room. Mm-hmm. And Ceciliano goes two part question. One, where did Tebow get tacos at 10 30 in the morning? And two, why is he throwing them across the studio? <laughs> so then and he wait. comes up to me, he comes to me and he puts his hands on my shoulders and he goes, listen, Go outside and do whatever it is you normally do, but just come back different. And i go, like, "All right, I'll leave. I'll calm down." So I go to leave, and when I got to the door, he goes, "Oh, and Tebow, bring me a bunch of tacos." <laughs> um, what?
3: Why? Why did he want you to come back <laughs> different, Jason? What? Because were you I was doing?
4: having a meltdown in the studio, and I kept throwing shit, and I was screaming on air and stuff. So he goes, "Go outside, go pot and calm down." That's <laughs> what he meant to say. <laughs> but because Mike was hot he couldn't say that so he goes go outside do whatever you normally
3: do but come back different hey Jason how long did you work on the NFL show 16 years 16 years and you still can't focus your camera to have your whole head in the picture and you... <laughs> look at
1: that, <laughs> that? yeah he had, he had a great night Thursday huh Oh, the, oh. the, 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 two, the, the two, two missed extra, extra points bro. was it What'd you
4: say? Oh, here's Johnny. Of course, the uh, Panthers hat. Two missed extra um, points,
1: was it? God,
5: Oh, I got, I got a new Falcons hat. I should... we're trying to take of the job. We're trying to take. This is your house. No, I'm in Vegas.
3: Oh, I was gonna be like, God dang, you're looking good in there. What is that? Where? <laughs> no, where's her? No, your... no, no,
4: no. I'm man in cold. Vegas
5: uh, for a funeral because the Raiders oh. died. So I'm oh! here. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> I'm <just kidding. laughs>
3: Oh, oh, oh. As a Raiders fan, I can't say anything, but yeah, totally right.
4: You asked for it, Sam. What am oh, I gonna? Great. What
3: am I gonna push back on? Hot dog shit. That's what we are. I mean, uh, it is so bad. It is so. I mean, it's just. It's. It's like I would love to be a fanatic of the NFL. It is impossible as a Raiders fan. To at all want to get excited. I mean,
5: it's like to have any happiness or joy. Any happiness. It's just, just, I don't know. It's so infuriating because, like, I think I picked up Derek Carr and Devontae Adams in so many leagues together, including the comedy store league, which I'm like in last place because I'm right on I have Matt Ryan as my backup to Derek Carr, and both of them get like seven points a week. Like, it's so bad. But I, when when um, that fake Adam Schefter account tweeted that McDaniels was fired the other day, were you excited or were you – did yeah, you see I, that?
3: I mean, like, here's the whole thing. He, I mean, like, they're going to go maybe give him a number, another year, and it's just a wasted year. It's just a wasted year. Like, we're like, oh, man, give him some time to cook with some stuff. It's like, no, man, he came in to this situation because we made a playoff run, and they added more weapons it's he's not going he didn't come to an empty cupboard man we had all the and it's just like listen car is not the problem he's also not the solution and at the stay of the raiders right now car can't function without a line and it just sucks it just sucks but you I mean, don't do we think we mcdaniels
5: don't... is the problem what you don't think josh mcdaniels is the problem i do think josh mcdaniels is oh, okay. the problem.
3: My whole thing is that they're gonna like we gotta give him one more year to implement. No, dude. No. This is
5: the reason he's been fired as the head coach so many times. It's like clearly he's not the answer. He can do one thing. He 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 knows how to run an offense. He has no idea. Don't take him away from anything else. Don't let him look at the
3: defense. Working under one guy. That's his thing. He's just It, he's a barnacle, man. He's got to attach himself. You see this in comedy a lot, right? Like these people that have these huge careers. But it's mostly because they, they've attached themselves to a, like a superstar, right? And like when they go off and do their own thing, nobody cares and nobody listens. And that, that's Josh McDaniels. He's like, you know, he's just like, he just can't do it on his own. And that dude, most of us can't do that. So it's like, hey, dude, being a great coordinator is pretty damn good gig anyways. I don't know, man. They should have kept the guy that got them into the playoffs last year, Mm -hmm. that coach. He's just old school. The black guy. What's his name? No, not the black guy. It was the Italian guy, which is pretty much black, right? So I guess that's the same thing. Black Panther? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I'm just really amazed doesn't have a job is James Caldwell. Is that his name? The black coach who coached the Colts. Like, yeah. dude, he got the Colts and the, the Lions Forest. into the playoff. And why Wake Forest. He got... made
1: Wake Forest good.
5: Yeah. yeah. Why isn't that guy got a million dollars? He checks all your boxes. I think the box that he doesn't check is white. And that is the problem in the NFL sometimes.
2: <laughs> Just
5: say you're white. Just say you're part <laughs> white.
3: But <laughs> I. you should identify I think... as
5: white. <laughs> But I think it's pretty like it's pretty interesting when an offensive coordinator can make that move like Nick Sirianni for the Eagles. Right. Like when he left um, the Colts, it felt like they they weren't nearly as good, you know, and now the Eagles are undefeated, you know, took him one year there. So I just wonder if they're going to give McDaniels a whole year. I know he's had a couple of closed-door meetings with uh, Mark Davis, so.
3: That's not good. And you no. have to take shit from a guy with that haircut. Right. Like lecturing you with yeah. that haircut.
5: Who has the I job know what I'm talking about with that haircut. Seat. Yeah, who has the job because he inherited it from his dad. Like, yeah, right. yeah.
0: you
4: know what I mean? Sam, that's a good bag of bets. You have to get the fucking Davis haircut for an entire summer.
5: <laughs> <laughs> You That's have to bad. grow out your hair That's so bad.
3: that you can get Mark Davis. You know what's crazy is like it's like the Raiders and the Lakers are so alike in the fact that, you know, these these franchises were owned by Mavericks who did their own thing their own yeah. way, had a lot of success. And now their kids have come in and you know and just cluster fucked it. They just mm-hmm. cluster fucked it. And I I don't I don't hate I don't hate um uh, any of them. I don't, I, I actually like, G, uh, what's her name from the Lakers? She seems cool. Jeannie um, Bus. Like, I, like oh, I like her a lot. I don't have a with any of them, but yeah, she's hot. I bet you she's she is hot. She's very hot. <laughs> yeah, she is hot. I agree. You know, I mean, she's got weird taste in men. Like, who's like, who wants to bang Jay Moore? Like but it is
5: the one I'm- person on that Lakers show that looks like a star.
1: Yeah like You're
5: they make HBO people you know? so good on that on winning time
1: well they time. made all that shit up though apparently she yeah, wasn't that even with the team real. Real. Real.
3: you know that story's made up like, i don't she was care the- <laughs> yeah, it's I real to me, it. me damn it, damn it. <laughs> yeah uh so i like her but they both just have no ability to get it go i mean it's just like they just don't make good decisions and I mean, like, who would have said signing LeBron James wouldn't be a good de- decision? Right. Who would have said not getting Anthony Davis would be a bad decision? Who would have thought Devontae Adams signing him is a bad? It didn't work out. I mean, all these seem to work out, but just something is off. It's funny it the is-
1: Devontae Adams thing didn't work out for anybody though, because the I mean, if you look at the Packers, they they and they've the Packers been exploded
5: without him. But I don't think the Packers would have been good this year even if they did have him. No. I think. I he's I think it's the play calling in Oakland, but I also feel like Derek Carr and Mariota are kind of similar in a way where it's like when they're not thinking and Garoppolo is like this too, like when they're not thinking and they're just throwing and they're in a two minute drill, they're very good because they're not, they don't have too much time to overthink something when they rely on instinct. They're much better as a quarterback than when they have time to let a play, matriculate, matriculate, and then throw it an interception. So I don't know why they don't just run a two-minute drill the whole time. You know,
3: crazy dude, it is crazy.
5: Yeah, and he just shows you
3: enough that you pause about getting rid of him, and that's just Derek Carr. And yeah, that, like, and there's this weird stat where like fourth quarter comebacks he's one of the best and you're like that those numbers do not (laughs) match what i'm watching okay i mean (laughs) it just it sounds like lying with statistics who get who told you that bill gates right (laughs) it it makes no fucking sense to me but that's what the numbers say and i don't know because i've seen them when it when it starts to get tight man you you see him like He's seen ghosts out there, bro. And he's like, got that look in his eye. Like what? The,
5: what's going- again, it shows you though, like the, you know, the Raiders have been up 17, nothing on the Jags, 17, nothing on Arizona, you know, like what, whoever, like the Colts and like, and then they've lost those games. So it tells you that the province, the problem to me, is holding a lead, which comes down to the defense, which means, your head coach does not know how to command the defense because he's an offensive mind. To me, that's what that says.
3: Yeah, and we are probably draft, because this is what the Raiders do, a DB from o- Ohio State who will yeah. move to Vegas and just die in the background, just die in the defensive graveyard yeah. that we call our backfield. Every year we draft yeah. a guy from Ohio State who can't do jack shit. Yeah unbelievable
5: I remember those days in Atlanta because like we until we got Fontenot this you know our new GM like and now he he doesn't draft for need; he drafts the the best available player at the time like if we're pick number eight whoever is the best possible player there at number eight we're going to choose him even if we need a center you know so I think to me, that strategy has paid off for Atlanta. And when we finally have money to pay people, we should use it on proven talent on the offensive line. Because at one point you have we had all these rookies. We had the every single uh player on our op- offensive line was a number one draft pick by the Falcons because they kept drafting offensive linemen in the first round. And then those guys can't learn from anybody because all the people they're learning from are rookies every year, like with no, like with no strong sense of how quick the game is, how great, you know, how the pace of play and you're just picking up bad habits. It's not a good strategy to me.
3: No, I I, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. It I a, uh, I don't know, man. I just think either you, if you're questioning whether you have the man, you don't have the man. You,
4: yeah, you that's like you're know saying. Oh, if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback.
3: If you got two starting quarterbacks, you don't
5: have one. That's very true. That's a good point. It's outside so kind of has- like a
3: Montana Young situation or a, a Favre, uh, Rod. That that's the only time that where you have yeah. like
5: or like T.J. Two- Walker Baker Mayfield situation <laughs> where <you're> like both <laughs> of these guys are so good, we don't even know who should go. <laughs> to- <laughs> to Oh, it, yeah, should be, sure. it should I'm absolutely
1: sure. be Sam Darnold, actually. He's the best of those three quarterbacks, unfortunately. I
3: mean, what do those guys, guys do? After this? What do they do? What would you say?
1: Well, P.J. Walker is going to be he's a career backup. And then uh, Baker Mayfield, I mean, he's going to have to take and I know he's not going to like it, but he's going to have to take a backup gig uh, with maybe maybe like a, if, if he's lucky, a Trubisky kind of situation where he has a chance to start ahead of a young guy. Because he's not—I mean, he hasn't put anything on film—and they're not going to let him play anymore. Because he, we give up a fourth-round pick if he gets to seventy percent of the snaps, and he's at like sixty-two percent of the snaps. Oh, right yeah, now. they're like, no, you're not going. He ain't playing. And Darnold's back next week. Darnold's back after the, the bye. so they're going to—they're going to give Darnold one last look, I think, after the buy. Uh, maybe let PJ play a little bit more because he hasn't—I yeah. you know, mean, he's won some games, which is more than you could say for anybody else. PJ is uh, a great
5: quarterback. I mean, he was—he was very <laughs> yeah. good in the XFL. He was, yeah,
1: yeah, he was good. the
5: It's not like I mean, yeah. it's not like he had a chance to prove it at Temple. But like, I don't know, yeah. I I have no issue with that. That guy, I think he's really fun. and He's easy to cheer for because he was like, not anybody that anybody ever heard of or cared about. You know?
1: Yeah, you just can't put a burden on him. You know, you can't make him pass it 20, 30 times a game. If he does that, you're going to lose. He's going to throw the ball at the other team. But yeah, at this low out, you know, this low output, and where we're running the ball thirty plus times, yeah, we're gonna stumble into a couple of wins, even though we're trying to tank. I think that's and that's the right thing to do. Now Dante Jackson's out with a Achilles. We're they were talking about bringing back Josh Norman, like legitimately. Yeah. Our, our beat writers are like,
4: <laughs>
1: Josh Norman's
4: my age.
1: I know. I know. You know sports, and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests for all your sports betting needs, anytime, anywhere. Bet on NFL, NBA, or aim for a low-risk, high-reward jackpot with the all-new MyBookie money bag. Moneybag is a one of a kind opportunity to spend for crazy odds on props and futures. Place your bet, spin the wheel, and get ready to score epic odds on the best teams, athletes, and events. Sign up for free today and use the promo code PDS, as in Punch Drunk Sports, and claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's the promo code PDS to claim your bonus. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.
5: I You know, when the Powerball was $2 billion last week, you get into all these conversations about people ask you, like, what would you do with the money? And then when you say what you're going to do, they immediately tell you how wrong you are. And you're like, it's my fake money. It's my fake billions. I can do whatever I want. If I want to build Noah's Ark and put two by two of everything on there, I might fucking do it. There's no wrong answer here. But whenever I talk about like buying a professional sports team just so I can just do everything I've ever wanted with my teams. That's what I think of. That's and then the people awesome go, oh, you can't buy a sports team. They just lose so much money. I go, yeah, that's why they're always for sale. Yeah, because it's, it's just so money. crazy.
3: In. It's so cool. crazy, it's crazy if people
5: think that. I, oh, it's so annoying. Oh. Dude, the
3: NBA is about to negotiate a billion-dollar package with Prime Video mm-hmm. and uh, um, Apple. Apple? apple like mm-hmm. in that two that's two billion You, and that, good. people think the nba players are making crazy money now imagine, imagine what they're gonna make after that we're looking at a yeah. hundred million dollar seasons
5: <laughs> how do you not understand revenue share when they when they talk about like oh well that's a small market team of course the pirates are only have a small payroll for 30 million dollars because they're in a small market and I go Pittsburgh is not a small market and the Steelers will, are evidence of that. but also MLB pays them 175 million dollars a year just for revenue share. That's t- that's for Jersey sales and uh, you know uh, and TV rights. They just before they've spent anything, like before they factor in their own ticket sales, they get a check for that. And that happens across every league. So, anyway. It is not.
3: I want to get into Trevor Lawrence. Well, okay, I, I love that everyone's already ready to bail on this guy. They're like, oh, man, it's not looking good. I thought he'd be better. Than-. Dude, he's in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, how long was the last time they had a great quarter? I mean, like, you're starting from the what bottom. Else? What are your thoughts on on Trevor Lawrence? You're talking That's- me, right? Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, I just, you know, like obviously Jacksonville hasn't been good since the boat, which is the Bortles of all time and, you know, that they, you know, but they you know, they went to the playoffs for a couple years, you know, especially like uh, in the middle there. So I don't think it's like completely unrealistic. I think it's unrealistic to expect rookies to come into this game and be great. Even Mahomes played behind Alex Smith for a year. You know what I mean? But Especially
4: when you got uh, Urban Myers set his career back, yeah. Here.
5: Kick and kick Josh yeah. Lambo in the nuts, like this, like this, <laughs> that guy sets you back so far. On um, you know, like, and I just feel like learning the speed of the game is incredibly difficult, especially when you played at Clemson under a total cuck asshole. In Dabo, you know what I mean. He sucks, like, he sucks uh, whoa, so much. I'm, I'm so
1: happy that you said.
5: That. He does not believe in nil deals. He's
4: and such a dickhead. He,
5: yeah, he is such a dickhead. And so, and obviously, I don't like Clemson for my own reasons. On top of that, but like. Have you seen me- how he
1: runs down the hill ahead of his team? Like He just sprints
5: down the hill yes. as fast as he can him. ahead of his team. He thinks he's being a leader, but he just oh. wants the attention to All prove about it. him, It's It's about the game. I'm the one that can make $10 million a year, not you.
3: Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. And so that I
5: would let these play. guys practice with thousands of dollars before they are given millions of dollars.
1: That's such it- a good point. Yeah, that is a good point.
5: Oh, so anyway, I think, I think he, you know, he excelled there despite the situation, and he had a great team around him. And then now he's in Jacksonville, and I do think that they, they've made a lot of great moves. I think Etienne is gonna, you know, start. That's another good point because
4: they lost Etienne before his rookie year. They were supposed to have this one-two combo. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he gets fucked with Urban Meyer, who's yeah. kicking his players in the ball sacks and calling them faggots. Yeah. And then he, he loses his uh, fucking running back right out the gate. I mean, we're seeing how good he is now, ATN, yeah. halfway through the season. This kid's fucking lights out. Probably top 10 like, running
5: back. Don't you ever think that like, when, when teams have a ton of injuries, then you're like, who is... The conditioning person is obviously a problem here.
4: Sam said that on this show before. We've had this exact talk about the strength. Like the Ravens.
5: Every running back on the Ravens is always hurt. I'm like, what are they doing in the facilities there? Do they have the Miami doctor that's like diagnosing Tua with concussions or the Chargers doctor who's puncturing lungs? Like who are people in this clubhouse that are advising them on, you know. I totally agree,
3: ma'am. Clippers had to get rid of their guy for a while. Before. Yeah. Clip, no, the, the Lakers did it. They got rid of that guy that was there forever. And then these guys just kept getting hurt yeah. and weren't coming back ever to play. And they're like, dude, we got to go a different way. And then there was that staff in Phoenix, Arizona for the Suns. They're like, you would just go there in a wheelchair and suddenly you could walk <laughs> on water. After, after like two weeks of being there, right? It was like crazy. Like everyone was having second yeah, sight. Yeah, they just. Like, yeah. Yeah,
5: some lady coming in with her crystals and her sorcery. <laughs> 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 they about Giselle, like, Giselle had, like, some sort of witchcraft for Tom Brady or something. They say that Dude, she had, a, like,
3: she what had. What about the story, but, Sarah? Have you seen the story about the possible how much? I, I don't believe the number, but how much money Tom Brady. And Giselle might have lost in this crypto crash that just FTX, happened. At- yeah. Oh,
5: I did not see that story, but I believe that because
3: dude, it's so much money. It's so oh, much no. money. Like, who would put that
5: much money into a crypto? Into, into, like,
3: the, the
4: well, Sam of- didn't
3: didn't he get paid for something
4: in just crypto? Something with Tampa or something?
5: I, mean, I no, remember he bought that ball back from the guy by giving him a Bitcoin. That's, that's, right. that's $62,000 at the He time. did
1: say last year that he wants to be paid in Bitcoin, but... Maybe he,
5: that's
1: uh, what I was thinking of. He was yeah. not. A so. lot of people,
5: like, OBJ said that, like, he got paid in Bitcoin. And so they talk about all the money these guys have <laughs> lost.
3: Well, they're talking that that couple might have lost over $600 million. In this
5: and yeah. I'm like,
3: I'm like mm. is that why they got divorced? I mean, she's like, you what? Know?
5: Because I also heard that like some of it too was that she didn't know he wanted to buy the dolphins and, um, you know, because that was the original like where he was supposed to go before Tampa Bay. And so, yeah, I just wonder what all this, if he was moving their money around without her knowledge or, you know, if they talked about it and then that became a, like a, you know, people couples fight over money, been, and I'm sure billionaires fight over money too. Well apparently he said that,
3: people having yes. ugly people problems. Isn't yeah. that crazy? <laughs> They were
4: fighting because I read that he he told her he wanted to buy the dolphins and she thought he said he wanted to buy a dolphin. <laughs> yeah. And Don't listen to Tebow. He's idea.
5: upset because he invested in toothpicks.com and he invested. He's lost three packs of toothpicks and no, he's committed suicide. I lost was all the money ball he, ball.
4: he had. I did. I lost my, foot, my $10 football pool at my golf course. I didn't eat for four days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um now what do you guys let me ask you this because I want to know what you guys think about this. Johnny and I have been talking about it a little bit, but I, I want to hear what Sarah and Sam think about this. This whole Jeff
3: Saturday thing is
4: yeah. pretty fucking
3: weird. It's an it's Well, what is Jeff Saturday thing?
1: The, you the, know who that is, right? Oh, sorry, the former center for the Colts Jim Ersay, was, with Peyton Oh
4: yeah, 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 the guy who's him as a coach. He's never coached as far as we know, he's never coached a flag football team in his
5: life. He's been coaching his son's high or a high school <laughs> team in in the Georgia. Yeah, I played and Madden too. That, uh, and that know, team coach. is 4 and 14. Oh, gee, yeah. <laughs> is that real. Like it's not even like <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. oh, no. oh yeah. no. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh no. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh no! Four that, and four. That's I'll a lot of a... fucking games, right? Eighteen games! Holy shit!
5: But over two seasons.
1: Oh, gotcha. He's been
5: check coaching that
3: up to another team that just gave the kid gave the reins to a rich kid whose dad did a lot of shit, and now.
1: He's taken. But
4: he's one Super Bowls. I mean, he's he's been that yeah, with Peyton
3: Manning, bro.
4: Skull, well, Super dude, Bowl. if you
1: add, if you hear the players though who were in those locker rooms, he was like the guy, the leader of those locker rooms. Jeff Saturday was not Manning. You would think it would be Manning, but a lot of people have come out this week and said that Jeff Saturday was like the vocal leader. He was the guy that would come bitch somebody out if they were stepping over the line. It was, Ur-say, it was always him. Ursay
4: making Saturday the head coach is the exact same thing as like if Sam like has a nice house and he wants to sell it. And he goes, Johnny, how sit at my place for the last four months while I find somebody to fucking uh, move in?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I I will say Pat McAfee had an interesting take that this could open the door. And then this is this might be a stretch, but this could open the door for more minority candidates because what you have is a lot of the guys coming out of the NFL Mm -hmm. who are millionaires. If they want to be head coaches, they got to Now they're the assistant to somebody, you know, they're the fucking video operator or whatever. And this could if this works, it could open the door for guys with, who are players with less experience, getting better jobs right out of the gate.
5: Who was, their, um, who was was it? Reggie, Reggie Wayne. That was their old receiver. With yeah. 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 Like and Marvin Harrison. Harrison. On, and Marvin Martin, yeah. So they are, on. I think Reggie's on staff though, for the Colts. And he's so a receivers coach. Yes. So I think this could pass and he's very well respected in the organization. So like, it could pave the way for, you know, Reggie as well, you know, to kind of, but, you know, as, and they were, they were all teammates as well. So, who was
3: the wide receiver for the Colts that was like a gangbanger? And they were like, he's running. Marvin drama.
1: Harrison is who you're thinking Marvin so, Harrison.
3: Yeah, that
5: he might have killed a guy in the alley. Yeah, though. yeah. 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 They,
3: they should get that guy's coach. You want people to listen, <laughs> be like, I might have killed somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck yeah. with
5: me, dog. Yeah. Walk around and find
1: out. Yeah, you are you trying to find out
5: if you should be late to practice? Yeah,
1: I did think that press conference he did though, Jeff Saturday, was about the best thing he could have done in that situation. Was just kind of get. He's like, dude, I might suck. It might happen. I might not be good at this. What else I'm going to try said? hard. Why? How would I say no to somebody comes in offers you the best gig you know that there is in sports, really? And you're going to say no? Of course not. No, it's it's on the earth for being an idiot. If anything,
5: it's just so bizarre to me how great that Colts line was 2 years ago and I do not know what happened cuz they are the exact same line.
1: And you think you guys know better than I do. Matt Ryan if he could have a minute to throw literally a minute. Uh he might he might be okay, right?
5: Yeah, I mean I think that's the testament but my issue with Matt Ryan is that he holds on to it for too long and then the you know you start getting holding penalties on the offense yeah. because he won't make a decision and that has always been my only issue with him is that like i know you have to wait for people to get open and you can't run yourself but it forces the offensive line to work so much harder to try to give you the time to throw
4: and he's not benched because he's the worst quarterback on that roster he's benched because that team sucks and they know they can't win with or without him And if he gets injured this year, the Colts owe $19 million next year. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if this guy gets hurt, we're $20 million over the
5: cap next year. I just feel bad because he never missed a game. And then now he got bent. I mean, it's just a shitty way to go out.
3: Did you guys hear? Well, very rarely do pro athletes get to go out how they want to go out. It is. (laughs) It's somewhat brutal, right? Uh, did you hear that there were like a lot of um, rumors that the players didn't like Matt Ryan uh, at the beginning? Like they didn't like his attitude, they didn't like how he talked to people. would
1: um, you guys? Uh, I never heard that.
3: I never heard that.
1: Doesn't no. surprise me.
5: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yeah, says the Panthers fans.
3: Uh, now that they, now that they, you know, they're benching Matt Ryan. What do you guys think of the? the I heard this, Colin Coward. Was talking about how they he thought they should bench uh Aaron Rodgers. The season's over. Like, yeah. why why are you going to maybe you can get a better pick? Actually, well, I get think- the quarterback behind you. See, see if Justin Love has anything to offer. Like, go down a Blaze of Glory.
5: Jordan Love. Yeah, I think I think the biggest th- reason is because they they gave him 42 million dollars in the offseason. <laughs> and so they're like, we can't, we can't bench the guy that we just paid, and that's why we don't have any receivers.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think you are going to see some of those teams, Falcons in particular, of like, hey, man, we're, we're going to be a 500 team. We got this rookie quarterback sitting on the bench. Let's see what he can do. Let's at least see if he's yeah. got anything. If we're going to be picking around 14, 15, we need to know, do we need a quarterback or do we got our guy other than Mariela? Mariota had a two-year contract to come in here, fucking not burn the place down while Mm -hmm. Desmond Ritter gets up to speed. But it's about time to see what this kid can do. Time to burn it down. I mean, I'm just,
5: I'm not really sold on Ritter, but like, obviously, like I'm very excited for him, but I would love for him to have a whole year of study. I mean, to me, that was that's where a lot of these guys shine is when they do sit on the bench for a year and then they're really anxious and ready to go in the game.
4: Mm -hmm. And
5: Obviously we know they're going to make mistakes and and it's better to make them this year, but I still think we're two years away. I mean, I think we're a year away from being a year away.
4: Yeah. I think we're a year away from a playoff berth. And I think we're two years away from being fucking halfway decent. Um, What's wrong with Russell Russell? Wilson? What's, What's wrong, wrong with Russell Wilson? Why is everybody piling on Russell Wilson so much? It's so crazy. It's really strange. Man, he's an or, asshole,
1: and it's finally crazy. catching up to him. It's finally catching up to he's him.
5: Not, I don't think he's an asshole. I, oh, he's crazy. Yes, he is. He's. I think. I think he's unrelatable in a locker room. He's
1: a weird guy. I think he
5: yeah. kind of big times people with his celebrity wife. Asshole. Um, mm-hmm. and I think he it feels like it's it's kind of just like a holier than thou attitude i think so there's not a lot of chemistry and when there's not a lot of chemistry there's not a lot of trust and when there's not a lot of trust you don't fight for the ball you don't you don't go after it you don't put your body on the line for your team because you're like this guy's like not even cool
4: I think a lot of people on that team are very resentful towards him for that Super Bowl pass instead of handing it to Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah. And they're saying that he, if he could throw a touchdown there, he would have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. And if Marshawn Lynch scored, he would have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. And that it was Russell Wilson that wanted to pass. When everybody else in the free world is like, run the fucking ball with the fucking beast, beast yeah. mode. And yeah. I think since then, you've heard all the players that play with him back then being resentful. Mm-hmm. And here are some of the things that Seahawk players have said in press conferences. One, Title Lockett said, it's nice to have a quarterback that I can call on his cell phone and not have to go through his assistant.
3: Agent,
5: yeah. Or his assistant, yeah.
4: Or, yeah, a m- manager or whatever you then you got. Uh, fucking... I'm looking
3: at you, stand-up comics. I got. I have <laughs> known you for fucking 30 years. I got to call your assistant. I'm Talk not gonna to say names Lee. right now, but I'm getting ready to say names. I'll say names: Bobby Lee, Earl Skakel, yeah.
5: uh, Boone Jason, Jason's assistant is a uh, Mason Mebo. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds just like Jason.
4: Oh, Demon. you guys! What? Hey, I told you. I need my coffee hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm
3: sorry it's me yeah. the assistant <laughs> you know jason me too's at hand all the time right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i call it it's cut by
4: me three it
5: uh <laughs> and then
4: you got the coach saying the thing about the uh uh, uh sweatband with the plays on it so
5: wait I'm no also, i didn't also, hear uh, that uh uh yeah. seattle's coach, Daniel oh p carroll
4: yeah p carroll yeah thank you yeah uh was saying he re- Russell Wilson was refusing to wear it um
1: with the well he didn't say it, he didn't come right? he couldn't quite say that he said it's nice to have a quarterback who's willing to wear it that's what he said yeah do whatever it takes oh, we- we've had because, some other yeah. we've had some other guys have problems with that is what he said
5: does God tell Russell Wilson the plays and he doesn't need the coach to tell him I it's think like he thought everybody of it was like a crutch so you know?
4: happy he's
1: gone
5: Every, but they can't say it. They don't say well, it. Well, what about this?
1: doesn't sound down. like he's an One asshole. Though. This all sounds like
5: just, he's an asshole. If you are a respected quarterback in the league, do you think Justin Tucker is making fun of you on videos <laughs> in an airplane on the he's way home kicker. from beating you? Like Justin Tucker, greatest kicker in the NFL, maybe of all time, yeah. which we'll find out in the next five years opera singer, just total num, Who's number seven right now. He came from YouTube. Uh, Tucker came from the 60 yard line. So I I'm just saying if Justin Tucker is making fun of you, maybe you should rethink your approach <laughs> because kickers are made fun of more than anyone. And when the kicker starts making fun of the, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, I think that tells you that he's not going to get in trouble from anyone else.
4: Yeah. You know? Now Seattle's got you know I mean? all these draft picks and they're fucking actually a pretty decent team. Dude, Gino, and Denver's how, fucked.
5: How can you not be happy for Gino Smith? A guy that's like struggled as a jet, as a, you know, like every, a charge or every, everywhere to finally be slinging it all around and, you know, they're letting Gino cook. you know what I mean but like it's really great it's really great to see like that DK Metcalf's not getting wasted this you know what I mean like that you know all these great receivers are getting the ball and it's getting spread around and then Kenneth Walker the third or or the second whatever it is like he's really having a moment so it's kind of fun I don't think anybody saw that coming from Seattle
1: yeah, it's a weird oh, a I think
3: Are they really the best more. team in that division or is it the 49ers?
5: I think Seattle might be the best team in that division. Although the 49ers, you know, with McCaffrey, I think have added so much. You I know. think they're
4: going to be a spoiler in the play. I think Niners are a tough team. Oh, my God.
5: I have to tell you. like So, so for my show, we, you know, NFL Films gives us all these like um, um, mic'd up. I mean, our show. Our show. Yes, Sam, yeah. our show like yeah. NFL films gives us um, all the mic'd up a bunch of mic'd up footage that it's been, redu- you know, like they, they send us a sampling, so to speak. So I watch a lot of players mic'd up. And then so I'm watching Kittle mic'd up uh, in McCaffrey's first game um, back. They lost that game um but McCaffrey's first game with the 49ers and like Kittle's talking to Garoppolo on the sideline and the 49ers are getting smoked and he's like look Jimmy like the good news is McCaffrey's really good and Jimmy Garoppolo goes I know and he can like run the ball too and Kittle's like what and he's like he can run it I didn't know he could run it and then Kittle's like cool 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 (laughs) like uh and then so I'm talking to Chris about it, you know, and I'm like laughing hysterically, like, oh, my God, Jimmy Gravel is such an idiot. And then he's like, why would Jimmy know anything about Christian McCaffrey? He doesn't watch film on the deep, on the offense. And I was like, oh, I guess. Yeah, I- but he still said no. I, just,
3: mean- I mean, he's yeah. like.
5: Yeah,
4: I mean, I like, like, like the really number one fantasy pick in every fucking.
5: <laughs> Jimmy Grapple definitely does not play fantasy unless ex porn stars who are fifty are playing in the league with him.
3: Dude, I do that. I like Jim. I like. I that. do
5: too. I, I think do. he's. You're living, your life, yeah. yes. You're
3: living your best life, bro. Yes.
5: Best
3: life. So it's what? like
5: that press conference.
3: Myers <laughs> got a lot. Is bald, but that's fine. A lot of tricks. You know, a lot of miles on those tires, but that's fine.
5: That press conference after Trey Lance went out, like you could see he was just trying to hold back a smile and act like it was like a really sad day. But (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. I know Trey Lance (laughs) broke his leg, but Jimmy Garofalo definitely cracked a rib from laughing so hard.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's like he had a look on his face like that every guy does in high school, like when like the hottest girl in school her boyfriend gets killed in a car accident in high school and every other fucking guy is like trying mm. to keep a fucking straight, <laughs> but they're like, she's single now though. You know what I mean, it's my stone now.
5: So, hey, sorry about your fucking. Oh yes. 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 Sorry. yes. I know I derailed that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like, obviously like the 49ers went, you know, all the way to the NFC championship last year. So I don't
3: know why you'd want to get rid of the guy that got you. I know he gets hurt. Why
5: are you
3: rushing? Why, why does this young guy have to get on the field? Why is there? There's no, I mean, I, I see that's
5: my argument for the Falcons all the time. It's like, I get it. Mariota is not our guy, but I do not want our future to be injured. Have his leg fucking broken. And then now we have to rely on Mariota for maybe over like, it's not easy to come back from a broken leg. Talk to, ask Dak Prescott.
3: It's not. Yeah.
5: It's not. And a lot of it's psychological,
3: too. Not yeah, just
5: sure. Then you don't just, trust
3: it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. And here's the whole thing about the, the way, you know, these guys are getting paid a lot. I get it. We're yeah. getting paid a lot. Yeah. But it's like it's like, okay, this guy is, oh, this is an all-time talent. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's going to a place where everybody is lights out. So now now he doesn't have the experience to compete with that. I remember when Taylor Tomlinson first did like Comedy Chaos and she hadn't blown up yet. And she was just kind of now going. She had all the skills. She was just on a show with comics who were doing comedy for 25 years. Yeah. You can have all the skill in the world, but you don't have the experience. Now she can blow out anybody. She's a crusher, but she didn't have the experience at that time. You have to get the experience of knowing just a a feel for the game that comes with playing uh, for a little while. Just to throw somebody out there is just ridiculous to think they can compete with a vet who's been doing it for 10 years. Yeah.
5: No, it's not easy. And these guys have a shelf life. That's why it's like when they're like, oh, we're paying this – Woman, this twenty-five-year-old woman, fifteen million dollars to be an Avenger. I'm like, yeah, good, because she's not going to make any money after she's forty. So you might as well make all that money right now. Great. (laughs) Unless you become a writer.
3: (laughs) And and I don't care if people make. Like again, the NBA, they're they're making so much money. The the biggest issue is how do you keep them incentivized to keep playing because they have all the power. Once they yeah. sign that contract, it's guaranteed. You have to figure it out. Do you follow the NBA
5: at all? Yeah, sure. Yeah, them? I mean, I've been following all this stuff with the Nets, obviously, but like with Steve Nash leaving, and I, I it was a very bizarre when they. I thought they were going to hire that Celtics coach, Chime or whatever yeah. his name.
3: Yeah, you know, somebody intervened on that one. Going, okay, dude, you guys. I think are the, so backlash, quick over there right
5: the backlash right now. Backlash yeah. hit pretty hard. Yeah, right. It's like the way that like I don't think the Browns understood how big of a deal it was going to be when they took Deshaun and how big of an outrage it was going to cause.
1: Times times almost up on that too. I, I mean he's going to be playing. It's going to get worse when Take he puts it. that helmet on. Yeah, it's going to that's going to be so. something.
5: But I'm just saying that like I I don't think people realize like how So anyway, uh, yeah, I I think that they're probably heading in a better direction now because the story is swirling around. Obviously, nothing is proven. And so I'm not going to, like, accuse anybody. But I know the allegations was not just, like, they went on a date and they weren't supposed to.
3: No, no. We've talked about it on this show. He was hooking up with his boss's wife. Not just one. Not just a vice president. He was hitting oh. on the owner's wife. It's like, what are you doing? And who at the Nets is like, listen, dude, this guy... Yeah. I mean he might try to fuck our wives, but he's a good coach. <laughs> I mean, can we just tell him, hey, we'll hire you here. You can't fuck our yeah. wife. <laughs> please,
1: Why bro. Please them... don't fuck
3: our wife.
5: Yeah. We don't need don't you. We have Jason Tatum. We don't need you.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude. It's so like it's just not, <laughs> not
5: even thinking about
3: letting that guy in. Letting Yeah, let... what are you doing?
5: There's, way more, there's yeah, way more people. Him. To fucking uh Brooklyn, then.
3: Yeah. I mean, dude, we talk about this on the show all the time. Like, there's 30 chicks in your state you can't fuck. Light up everybody else. Like these 30 ones, stay away from them. They're 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 either teammates, ladies, or they're the owner's chicks. Stay away. Stay away. Just
5: That's how else. you flex power. That's the only way you flex power. Like when people said the son's owner, like, oh, he can't. Come to games for a year and he got fined whatever 10 million dollars like that's nothing and i go the only thing the only way to punish a billionaire is to exclude them that is no. the only way you can you can punish a billionaire you say you are not allowed in here
2: you can Elon
5: must bought twitter because he was so excluded <laughs> like it's like okay like that's the only thing that pisses them off and that's the only, so that's the only recourse
3: but it's also there's so much going on with with these leagues now getting super political and yeah. then all of a sudden you know you're starting to see like hypocrisy in what they're doing uh you know the Kyrie Irving's a big part of that and you know we got through this whole thing where like you know the the the, the movement of 2020 with Black Lives Matter on the courts and all that stuff. And then they're losing their mind when he just retweets a link. Regardless of whatever you think about that link and what it says, it it's it still, you you know, everyone at the NBA getting upset about that, why they demonized a whole group of people uh, and made uh, the actions of a couple uh, be uh, attributed to the entire group it's the hypocrisy of it it's just hypocrisy when you do these generalizations and the nba just keeps looking dumber and dumber and dumber and espn's like that as well dude it's just yeah. like that you set a rule and then you break the rule the minute somebody you like or or, uh, or work for uh breaks that rule suddenly now you look the other way and it's just i don't know i think the nba's got a real problem i think Adam Silver is very lucky that all these new revenue streams are coming so nobody can see the actual effects because if you're selling packages everywhere, (laughs) but nobody's watching your product, nobody really knows this because the money's still coming in. But at some point, these companies will want eyeballs on their platforms. And if they're not getting those eyeballs, they're going to be like, why are we buying this package for this much money?
5: Yeah, I think it's pretty... Like, to me, the NBA is usually the most uh, ahead of its time, you know, to me, of all the leagues, you know, just based on rookie contracts, um, like uh, player impact, like player negotiations. Um, but then also, you know, they were the first to bring in. About all these things. He- that- other leagues are so far behind on so baseball is nuts with don't even
3: like i can't baseball it drives me nuts how they're going to destroy this sport and they're just going to make it so there's five teams or six teams that that actually have a chance i mean the braves god bless them They're, they're they're a wonderful organization that works very smart but i mean it's just unbelievable to me
5: what are you saying are you talking about the pitch clock
3: well I'm talking about like the fact that you know you brought up earlier like Pittsburgh gets 150 million dollars yeah. from from the league and they they have 30 million dollars in payroll that yeah. to me is like baseball is uh is a, a national sport played on a local level And if you got no interest locally, you're fucked, man. And these small market teams are losing generations. You have to have the older generation sell it to the younger generation. Then there's a tradition like, oh, I used to come to these games with my dad. We used to love to watch the game. If you got no chance, you're not going to have any generational pass down. And you're just rooting it because – The players and the owners are greedy. The players want it so the Dodgers, the Yankees, can pay $75 million, whatever it's going to be at some point, for one season when the the Pirates will never be able to do that. And it just makes it – so it just sucks. And, yes, once in a while a team like the Kansas City Royals will slip into and win a World Series. But that's once every so often.
5: Yeah, and that's the only time it's really fun. You know what I mean? It's nice to see new organized That's why I thought the Phillies was like kind of fun because at yeah, least yeah. they had been there that since two thousand ten. I mean, I don't like them because I they're a the rival, but like, but I don't mind seeing new people in there. And I think yeah. you know, obviously, this is a first World Series since nineteen forty one with no black athletes, which I think is a huge. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's so crazy. That's
5: insane statistics. Like so well, African American. Like black back American on that athletes, right. Black yeah, but, Americans, but,
1: right? They had like like Dominicans yeah, and stuff. But, but the only thing Americans.
3: I push back, I like that's a crazy statistic. But the only thing I push back, it's it's not like the major league baseball is like going, okay, we don't want black players. It just it's not an attractive sport to black America right now they really well, which is so crazy because there's so much more opportunity to play over the NBA where there's 10 guys on the court yeah you got 50 you got 30 players uh for the two teams like it's yeah. such a smaller sample size but what
5: I think can help with that is like these this this latest round first of all I think there needs to be a minimum uh payroll for the major league baseball I think that's number the number one thing i'll do as commissioner um i think it's hard to um uh i think access to fields is the other problem amongst young african-american children in this country not have there's basketball courts everywhere but there's not baseball fields that you can play on everywhere, so I. And think you need that's, the
1: gear too, right? You need a glove. You need a baseball bat.
5: Yeah, you have to have gear. All you know, all you need in, in basketball is a is a hoop and a ball. Hands. Yeah, um, but I I think the hardest thing for baseball is the minor leagues, and that you have to go through. Like you can get into basketball and football from college, but I mean probably Bryce Harper and maybe Mike Trout are like the youngest players to come into baseball. Like most of the time you spend a few years in the minors making no money before you get into baseball. And then you for five or for six years. So no
1: money, no money.
5: So the NFL, you have four years before, before free agency, right? NBA, it's three in baseball. It's six. So, I mean, look at look at um Aaron Judge. I mean, I think Aaron Judge is 29 or 31 or something. Like he's much older than you think. Uh and so it's like like, like there's no way that these guys should be hitting free agency when they're 30. You shouldn't be able to finally get paid when you're 30. Like yeah. that is insane. Well, that's and
1: that's why you're seeing teams like the Braves now swooping in with these great deals, you know, good deals for the organization and probably good deals for the young men. You see it with like Albies and uh, Acuna, they gave them.
5: Oh, but Michael Harris for the team. You know, they they locked up, like, because it's like, it's worth the risk for us to say like, well, if they get injured and they can't play for a few years, like, at least we have them forever. And like the way the deals are structured, you know, obviously like Acuna and Albies deals are terrible. But the way that they that Anthafol structure the new ones is that like you'll make a million dollars next year, five million dollars the year after that, ten million dollars the year after that, and then twenty million dollars the last two years. So like, it's helping us pay for great talent right away, and then you'll make your money because at least in Major League Baseball the money's guaranteed.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's I mean it's hard for cause Atlanta. I mean they got. They're owned by a publicly traded company, and it's a so they have to be creative. But they're talking, do you believe, uh, Sarah? I'm a brace fan too. Do you believe, uh, that they're going to be top five in payroll? Because that's what you know, you kept hearing that coming out of the no way from the beat definitely writers. Not. I, no, I mean,
5: that's not their strategy. I mean, obviously, they said that though.
1: Like, like McGurk was telling the beat writers, apparently off the record, but they, you know, a few of them reported it that they want to be top five in payroll in the next couple of years. I just, well, don't believe I mean, it. we
5: definitely have the money to do it because we've saved so much money. I mean, and the only reason, but I don't know what the, why we need it, except to pay free. who well, I think we have to pay max free. I don't think, DeGrom is somebody that we would go after, even though DeGrom wants to play for us.
1: That's a shame, isn't it? Because if he wasn't so injury prone, I think that would be a natural fit, but you can't afford to. I,
5: yeah, but I don't, I, I'm not really, I, I think that the greatest thing that the Atlanta Braves have is their farm system because these. there's no other team in the Southeast that's nearly as famous that everybody didn't grow up watching. So you have kids that grow up a fan of this team and when they're offered a choice, they choose that team for less money because they want to play there. They're a fan. That's why I think Aaron Judge is going to San Francisco. Like that To me, there's absolutely no way he doesn't become a San Francisco Giant this summer.
1: What do you think happens with Swanson?
5: I hope they extend Dansby. I don't see... I, I, if they're going to pay Trey Turner or Correa, why wouldn't they give that money to Dansby who's already... The team captain and the and maybe one of the greatest defensive shortstops in the league, and by far the leader in the clubhouse. And like he doesn't even like like Ron Washington doesn't even have to give like Dansby commands the entire infield. He tells everybody where to stand. And with the with the shift being taken away, I think he's even more important to that infield. Why so aren't you on
3: ESPN?
5: Well. <laughs> <laughs> You uh, I don't work for Disney Sam
3: I know I but have you ever tried either I and being no. on prime ticket is I mean prime, prime uh, is amazing and it's like yeah. you're you're perfect for that and and hopefully bigger opportunities will come uh but did you never want to be on ESPN I I just like I listen I I watch sport and like Sarah, you ruin any argument I have about chicks not want, liking sports. I'm like, no, well, Sarah likes sports. But, <laughs> you know, I was like, i watch these, like, NFL shows. They'll have, like, three chicks and a gay guy just talking stats. And I'm like, where does this exist in reality? And I'm like, well, Sarah can't do it. But everybody else, you know, did you just not want to? I, I, listen, I've lived in Hollywood. I understand that sometimes opportunity doesn't always show up. But you're so good at it. Like, why wouldn't they, like, You can, like, you can talk sport. I just feel like sometimes these people are just like, fantastic, 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 fantastic. And you're like, wow, that was a great conversation. Statistics, you know, it just.
5: That's very nice of you to say. I mean, it is, it's something that I would entertain now. I don't think it's something I ever really thought was a skill for a long time. So it wasn't something that you like register as, You know, but I think the older I get, the more I get into sports and the more I learn because, you know, sports to me is, you know, the one thing in my life that's fair. Comedy and the entertainment industry is not fair. Sports is fair. You're not going to score a touchdown because your dad's a cinematographer, you know? So like, to me, I've gotten more into sports the, the older I get. So I've been able to learn more and I listen to a lot more, um, information about it but it wasn't uh but I, i'm really bad at names and like remembering like oh this guy's the wide receiver you for the
3: names. i know nobody's names okay <laughs> nobody's <laughs> oh names. i know <laughs> i said your last name wrong for 20 years i still think um, 20 years. <laughs> but you know you keep bringing up age here's my whole thing and i always talk to everybody about this i call i i call it the um Joan Rivers effect, like interesting, never gets old. You know, Mm -hmm. you take a look at Linda Cohen; she like crushes it. Like, like she's so good. She's so her radio show's great. It's like Mm -hmm. you're just just like if you're interesting. I I was at Skank Fest doing comedy, and I just had the Everyone was like, "Dude, you're just so interesting." I'm like, "Okay, that's nice to hear (laughs) because interesting can last forever, man." So, yeah you know hollywood is brutal i think it's brutal if if all, all you bring is some physical vapid bullshit yeah there's a time clock. it's it's like no different than being a pro athlete right and you you have this prime where it, like your physical whatever gets you into the club and, but time comes and you know we start to decay a little bit or there's younger versions of us coming through guys and girls whatever it is but interesting never gets old it just never gets old so like like you could do this forever man you're like you're so good at it it's like you should like i you know being on prime is great you're exactly where you need to be but yeah there's a lot i mean espn's dog shit i don't even know if you want to go there but you know well i mean i
5: I definitely think that this is the path i'm going to continue i think it's the path i'm going to continue to go down you know i think the you know the hardest thing about writing is having a point of reference. So you know if you can write a joke about you know like uh I was I was just I have to I'm on a college football show called Inside College Football and I, I was just watching this Alabama Ole Miss game and Alabama's losing and so I was just trying to go like oh Alabama can't can't run or can catch anything except. Georgia and the standings. So then I'm like, (laughs) Oh, you know, like, I think all writing comes from like your knowledge of uh, a metaphor, like, where does the punchline come from? If you know the setup, you can come up with the punchline and everything is like specifics. Um, You know, it's like when you make boat party jokes, you want to use the Minnesota Vikings, that kind of stuff. So like, I think, I think the, the more I'm in this business, the better joke writer I'll be about sports and the more knowledge I'll have because like, The more They all go hand in hand, so I'm open to any and all avenues, but I do like that now I've kind of established myself in the sports world, and um, I'm the first one, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, thanks. I mean, they interviewed me about this Prime Video show back in May, and I was like, yeah, 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 let me know if that happens, and like forgot all about it, (laughs) and then... August came around and they're like, "This is going to happen. Are you free for football season?" And you're like, oh, "Okay, sure." So, Sarah, do you want to jam or are
3: you good on time?
5: I I do actually have to jam.
3: All right, Sarah, we don't want to keep you forever. Love having you on. You're doing great things. Check out her show, The Pile on, on uh, Prime yes. uh, Video. It's really good. I enjoyed going on, and uh, it was fun. It was cool to see where you work, and it was just. That was just a fun environment. So congrats on that. And thanks for coming on the show. Where can they find you? And do you got any dates coming out? You want to push?
5: Uh, I'm on Mastodon only. I'm just kidding. I'm on. uh, i
3: got a Mastodon. (laughs) Don't judge, man. It's called, it's called nuke.social. Go check it out.
5: (laughs) It's just Sarah Tiana, Sarah with an H, Tiana with a Tiana across all social media platforms.
3: All right, Sarah. We're gonna we're gonna let you go. No dogs. Uh, talk a lot of shit about you as, when you get
4: off. <laughs> I'm gonna read some of her tweets. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
4: I got read a, one tweet. Read one I'm tweet. To her. I can't oh, believe well, a couple did. of uh, Hey YG tweets. That on uh, November 1st, Tiana tweeted, "I'm with you, Kanye." Hashtag Nazi life. Wow.
1: <laughs> oh no! So
4: September
5: great. 20th. That tweet didn't hold up. That was gonna be so funny.
4: That's a why, cold on September 20th, why on September 20th did you say, yo, Prime, I'm going to call you Amazon Prime. Fire me if you don't fucking like it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, shit,
1: dude. Yeah.
5: How do they not have Deion Sanders on Prime? Is that not me? Yeah, yeah Prime on no Prime. Kidding. No kidding. Not- Prime on Prime.
4: Here's a weird one, Sam, because you were at Skankfest, so you saw a little bit of this. Um, uh, middle of August, you said, yo, at Kim Congan. I see you boxing and taking jujitsu. I'll fight you anywhere, bitch. Come see me. What? Who said that? Be honest, know it's not me because yeah. I
5: never used the B word. <laughs> Just like I never used
4: the P word. So it must have been. Um, it must have been uh, one of those fake accounts then. But yeah. anyways, well, I love you, Sarah. Good seeing love you. Thanks for coming. Have fun, in Vegas. Have fun in Vegas. Thank you.
3: That was fun.
4: That was good. That was She's cool. Great. That was- I love her very much. I want to talk a little bit about this UFC before we got to go, but I got to tell Sam about this Nazi uh crystal meth submarine
3: story. Okay. Will you uh, fix your camera so you're in the center of the camera? We see He's got camera
1: a lot though. of problems with your camera today. It's funny. I don't know. It's just weird. He's
3: like, what if I did the whole show like this? Would that be okay? <laughs> it's,
1: it's actually like an art shot. That's how they do documentaries now. They have people I off to the side. Yeah, I respect
3: that.
4: Um, so I'm watching this fucking documentary about these Nazis, right? And they're making these, this super insane crystal meth. It's half cocaine. It's half crystal meth. It's super nuts. And they have these submarines. They're really small, only a two person submarine. So it's like Sam and I, you and I would be back to back in this little submarine, smaller than the inside of a car. They had four of them. So you got to go, we got to put these eight guys in these four submarines but it's so loud in there and it's so fucking cramped like and there's not enough room for food and shit well we'll give them the super fucking nazi meth so they give eight men an unlimited amount of coke meth yeah put them in these two submarines and then send them out and they never came back all eight of them died (laughs)
3: Oh, God. Yeah, probably... dude. From trying to suck each other's dick. Yeah, I was about to say. Jerk themselves off to death. In a fucking... <laughs> yeah. You know what they call speed in the fucking, in the, in the recovery rooms of AA? They call it the queer juice, bro. They call it the queer
1: juice. They just juice, died bro. of dehydration from just jizzing just, constantly. Right?
3: They're like, he's like, stop exactly.
4: sucking. You, you gotta drink some smoke. water, dude. Tommy, His drink water. 69 in themselves all the way out to the bottom of the sea.
1: The they captain's there like, drink water.
4: Go, Fuck it, I got to get out of here. <laughs> you know, one of them opened that goddamn door while the other one was begging him not to.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Dude, yeah. I swear be. to God,
3: I hear a bird out there. You go, we're fucking
4: 8,000 feet under the water. Are you going You hear a bird, motherfucker?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I did to joke about that on my last special about fucking Hitler trying to suck his own dick. That's why they <laughs> lost the war. Even though I don't think Nazis lost the war. Are uh, you FC? was it? 281? Is this 281? Uh, is it oh, 281? Let me look. Let me
4: check. It's a good one, man. i that's a good that. Oh, of course I have a fucking show
3: tonight. Sam, you want to plug your show? Let's do some dates out the gates. I got two dates.
1: Yeah, 281.
3: Okay. So when does this come out, Johnny? You fucking fuck.
1: Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. or like, well, tonight, really. But technically, like, it'll be late tonight, yeah.
3: All right, so just go to samdribly.com for all of my dates. Uh, uh, this I'll be out of Kansas City by the time it's come out. Uh, comedy chaos, November 16th. Tickets are almost gone. Buy your tickets now. I got a whole week of craziness. I guys, I can't express you enough how happy I am to be doing stand-up outside of LA. I can't express it's it's just like I want to quit comedy when I'm in LA. It's so fucking bad. And it's got you got a bunch of Nickelback comedy out there acting like they're Led Zeppelin, and it's just like it just sucks. So on the road is great. Outside of L.A., I love California. I'll do Stamp anywhere. In L.A., the dumbest crowds ever. Huntington Beach, California. I'll be there with um, with um, uh, Eddie Bravo and Xavier Guerrero. Then I'm doing a, a special show uh, Saturday night in Ventura, H.Q. Venue. Uh, it is a stand-up comedy. I'm doing at 7 PM. Then I'm doing this show. I call the revival where I just go up and talk to the crowd for an hour. And I'm just going to do it. Uh, Tebow, uh, Scott Ross and me. I was like, what's with the revival? Are you a Jesus freak now? I'm like, repent, you fucking heathen. Okay. Repent. And then, uh, yeah, I got some more dates. Just go to Sam I love it. I got two,
4: two. I want to plug and then we'll talk a little UFC. Uh, i'll i'll be at wrong nights this friday but don't go there friday because it's really thursday that's wrong nights whatever night you're there that's the night i'm not and then i'm going to be doing the oral health festival glory glory hallelujah come on by give my teeth a brushing.
3: i love it i love it it's great. uh guys ufc let's get into this let's see some ufc ufc i'm very excited about it. this is a great bite. Well, you got Adesanya. Yeah, and let's let's not, let's Alex let's. Pereira. Yeah, um, I mean these are great fights, bro. These are great fights, dude. I'm very excited. Um, let's start the big bottom of the the main card. Let's do that. The bottom of the main card. Let's find it real quick. What's that? Dan Hooker and Claudio Puelas. Should I say Yeah, let's do it. Let's find it. Okay, so we'll start with the first one up. Dan Hooker versus Poyas. Do you guys have is, any? You guys see this, right? On the screen. Yeah, okay. yeah, but that's all the
1: UFCs that are coming up. Yeah, just up go
3: to the, go to the. I, actual... I can't yeah. see
1: anything. Is what I'm saying.
3: Go down, go oh, down. Yeah. Keep, going, keep going, keep going, keep going down, keep so, going down. Oh, there it is. We're okay. gonna stop, stop, stop. Yeah, right up above um, that. Dan Hooker versus Claudia Poyas. I have no dog in that fight. Um, I don't know much
4: about this. Peru. from? Peru. Yeah, but. You know, Dan, I mean, yeah, I have no dog. Dan here,
3: Hooker's fought some really good guys, had a rough go. I still think he's a great fighter. And this may be his, his comeback. He's part of that gym that uh, Alessandra, or whatever his name is, um, the style bender. uh Alessandra, or whatever, lasagna, <laughs> Not, yeah. right? lasagna. Not bad either. Yeah. Yes, lasagna. It's, it's, whatever, Israel, lasagna. To. Okay, uh, but... um. I don't know. I'm going to take Dan Hooker in this. I don't know why, just because I don't know. who. Can you click out here? Let me look at this real quick. Are we? I mean,
1: I just wonder, are we? This is going to be released, you know, uh, probably when this is airing. Yeah. I want to do picks here.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Why not? We'll see who's right. I'm going to go with Dan Hooker on that one. Who do you got? I'll go with Claudio. Okay. Respect. Uh, next up, Frankie Egger versus Chris Gutierrez. Chris I won, Gutierrez. I, mean, I
4: got to root for Frankie Egger. So I'll take Egger. I mean, he's so hard to
3: root against. Uh I mean, they have the same uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with as long, and Frankie Egger. By the way, Frankie Egger and Andre Alaski are the last of the old guard left. All the old fighters who used to be in the prime when, like, the the classic UFC, these are the last, last of the fighters. So this is his yeah. last fight. So we're seeing the end of an era. Uh, what, Andre what the last one. He's been on a bet. I, I think he lost his last fight. He's taken on Bulls. So, I mean, enjoy this while you can because this is the end of, like, what of the era of fighters who made the UFC great. I like Frankie. I'm just going to take uh, Gutierrez. All this right. next fight, who knows,
4: bro? Who knows? Yeah, this could be this, and I think these guys will be fighting in a phone booth too. Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. They, I, not a lot of love lost between these two motherfuckers, but I like to go Poirier. I mean,
3: did Poirier come in overweight? I didn't read that, but I don't Because he would says he's one seventy.
4: We may have. I haven't read anything about out. it yet. I mean, yeah. As the uh, as time goes, you know, just so people know like how live this is. I mean, undercards are about to start on this one, so yeah, we're yeah. within the hour or two of the, this fight actually starting. So I'm I'm pretty pumped for it. Um, and I think well, and then and now and then you got two title fights. You got isn't this a rematch?
3: This uh, Zhang Wei Li. No, Portier came in on on uh, in Wei so he's Okay, um, okay, okay. I got Portier. I got Portier.
4: Me too. I'll go Dustin as well. But anything could happen in that fight. That's gonna be a fucking real
3: For sure. I mean that's, that's the different.
4: parking lot fight. That's the fight in the parking lot of Arby's right there. That's a yeah, fucking sure. uh Carlos Espraza versus Janguini. Carlos.
3: <laughs> Carlos Esprasa,
4: Carlos, how do you
3: say yeah. Carlos? Carlos? Yeah. It's
4: Carlos Espresso versus uh <laughs> Versus uh Zing Zang Wang. Um
3: Zhang We Lee. that's the Carla best Esparza. name. Carlo Espresso. <laughs> <laughs> if like I sound stage name, that's why I would go at Carlos.
4: <laughs> that's a great name. That is Carlos Espresso. I mean, I'm gonna go as far on this one, but this is another one that could be a parking lot fight. Zhang Wei Lee was the champ for a while and yeah. she's got fucking grenades in her hands. She punches.
3: I mean, look at her shoulders. She is jacked.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go with Jang
3: Wee. I'm going to go with Jang Wee. I think <laughs> what, she's what are a the odds on this fighter, game? and I think uh, this they're is going
1: to They're not putting out odds. Is there an injury concern or something? Because this doesn't list the odds. I'll, I'll, I'll look what? them up, but on this with fight, yeah. it just doesn't have the odds. Is just there an injury fight, concern the, or something? I,
3: I, all the other odds are on there, but that's the...
4: I mean,
1: Edgar's a big underdog. I mean, obviously,
3: women's MA doesn't matter, so they don't even do it for the. It's like, is there WNBA fucking point spreads that this, nobody cares?
1: Asparza as as, uh, is a plus, is plus two seventy. So, and yeah, and...
3: I mean, like, no, I, I like wow. both these fighters. That was a joke, but I like both these fighters. I think uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Chinese chick. Who, by the way, She's a is big embracing favorite, yeah. living in America. Have you seen her? She's got lesbian haircut. She's surfing. She's never going back to China. She's like, I'm staying here. <laughs> Look at her, dude. Who is she? Annie Letterman with her fu- Look at that six-pack. By the way, Annie Letterman fucking spray paints fucking, fucking uh, uh, six-packs onto her stomach.
4: She's so funny.
3: Showdown. Next one.
4: Next one's the showdown. Israel Adesanya, Alex Pereira, Izzy's a big, pretty big favorite, minus one sixty five. I mean, I'm taking. That's not Izzy. a
3: big favorite. That's not that big of a favorite. I mean, we've no. seen like minus
4: four hundred
3: before. Well, yeah, mean, yeah. I
4: mean, he's not a fucking, but it's still, it's you know, for a title fight, it's pretty. But I would say Israel Adesanya, third round TKO.
3: Um, I, I mean, like this is a toss up for me. Uh, here's the thing I've seen Izzy get touched up people don't like he does get right right. obviously this is MMA I mean he gets hit where you're like oh dude he's in trouble kind of hit and the thing is if Alex Pereira hits you like that you go to sleep it's not he does not have natural power it's what Joe Rogan talks about all the time and I don't – everyone keeps saying, oh, this is an MMA fight. This is an MMA fight. I'm like, okay, show me the fight where Israel Alessande, whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> Carlos <laughs> yeah, yeah. Espresso, where Carlos Espresso uh, did anything Expresso. other than kickboxing. I mean, I, I mean, like, I love the bender. I love him. I love his fight. I love everything about him. I I I'm not somebody who goes oh that's a boring fight. I think he he got to this place that Anderson Silva got where people don't want to strike with him. I do not think that's Alex Pereira. I think Eric Alex Pereira is going to go in there and bring him the fight. And I think that's what makes great champions great are challengers who bring them the fight. I mean, it pushes them um who just had a big fight like that. And I was like and everyone's like dude that was a great oh Jake Paul, right? Jake Paul, you know, the two fights before that, everyone's complaining about the action. Oh, the action sucked. I hate the action. Dude, Anderson Silva took it to Jake Paul. And I'm not saying Sal Bender and Jake Paul are in the same league at all, but we're talking about people that they complain about boring fights. They got a challenger who took the fight to them and made them fight a great fight. I think that's what's going to happen tonight. Some people think it's going to be a boring fight. I just don't think that's what Alex Pereira does. Alex Pereira can get hit, okay? So that's on the cards for sure. But he brings the fight. That's my humble opinion. And I'm going to go Alex Pereira. Really? Okay. Interesting. I just think this is a fight that like uh, style bender, this guy's been in big fights in big big places. Now, style bender said, "Hey man, watch the old fights." He's one hundred percent right. He was one hundred percent in those. uh He talks about in the second fight they did, they gave him a standing O and stopped the stop the uh stopped the action, gave him chance to rest. I think that's a standing O, a standing KO, where they you're still on your feet, but they give you they make it they count they count like one. Two, three, four. It's a, right, Johnny? They do that boxing. Yeah, and yeah. yeah Kickboxing, sure. standing, standing eight, standing eight count. That happens. It's not like the guy got credited with a KO, in my humble opinion. So I personally think it's going to be that. I could be totally wrong, too, because style Benders eked it out. But I don't, I think this is like, got to be one of the weirdest. Um, title defenses i've ever seen where the the challenger has already beaten the guy twice in another sport which is kickboxing but i think this is what southbender's fights are are kickboxing fights
4: yeah we'll see this will be i mean i'm you know and it's also like you look at you go it's also an interesting thing that a guy gets a title shot what is he seven and one or something like that i mean he doesn't even have a shitload of fights six and one under six and one you go well there's a, a bit of a backstory. And then the other thing is that this was the second lap around for Israel Adesanya of clearing out the division. He's cleared out the division once, and now he's on his second lap of clearing out this division. So
3: we'll, we'll see, man. I'm excited for it though. I'm excited too. I think it's going to be great. And uh, it's, it's a great card when they stack it like that. And I'm excited, man. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing my shows at, here at the uh, uh the comedy club. I just man, I can't express to you enough how much fun has been being on the road and out of LA to do stand-up. I just I'm not calling in the clubs right now. I I got a lot of personal stuff I gotta take care of. Like I gotta get a new like I gotta get a new place to live so my kids can run around and all that stuff. And I'm I'm just really focusing on that right now because i just need a break i i just don't enjoy the crowds i think they're dumb i think the i think the comics are conformist and they're just giving you know i'm not saying you got to challenge these crowds because not every comic's like that but it's just like it's just nickelback comedy bro and i i don't hate nickelback i they 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 have a place uh you know but, but there's a reason why they're not looked at the same way Nine Inch Nails is. I mean, not everybody can be Nine Inch Nails. I get that, but right. the crowds are dumb, and the comics are giving them dumb comedy. I know savages who are just playing it safe and placating these crowds, and I think that's doing a disservice to the art. And But everyone's got to do the best they can, and some people are killing it harder than I am, so what the fuck do I know? I'm just going to sit in the pocket and uh, chill.
4: Sam Tripoli, everybody. That's his plan
3: of action. Are you really going to come back here? I, I, I'm just, you're going to be amazed at how not comedy store, the comedy store is. You're yeah, going to be one
4: away. Really? Really? Dude, Where there's nobody there. At? Where nobody else is performing it? That that's not there? What? Has, has the Ice House reopened yet? Nope.
3: When's that? That should be right around the corner, huh? They were talking about, I think it was supposed to do it in November, but I haven't heard anything.
4: Yeah, that's what I thought, too. They sent, like, an email or some shit. Yeah, man, it'll be weird. It'll, it'll be weird being back, but it'll also be weird seeing... Because not being there from the whole process of it, changing for two years, and then just
3: going back to being like, holy shit, this is fucking weird. It's weird. The the, the, the comedy lineups are weird. It's just weird. And it's not like... I don't I don't know. It's, it's not necessarily the Comedy Store or anybody there's fault. I just think it's like where comedy is right now in LA, and um, exactly they've ran out all the outlaws. The the city has ran out all the outlaws. I mean, so okay, like, so
1: that's interesting. See, I I thought that you were saying that the way they're booking the shows is is changed, but you're saying that well, it's because it's there's the, nobody book. here to book. Is that what you're saying?
3: I I, I yeah, I don't I don't, I think all the like. I think Rogan leaving is the fat king dying on Game of Thrones and chaos has broke out and everyone's jockeying for position and some people are acting out of pocket. And that's my belief.
4: Yeah, and even other ones like Joey Diaz, there's a lot of people that were main staples that just went all across the whole country. And then you're kind of like, okay, then who, yeah. who gets this? I get what you're who saying. gets
1: that? yeah and like and those guys like joey diaz like you said and rogan and some of some of the others they have uh, how would you say it? like a big wake like if they're a boat you know what i mean they clear out a lot of space for other people to do shit yeah. that's edgy you know you might say i hate that word but they have a lot you know, of crap. Oh,
3: yeah for sure bro th- they I can mean, for sure. and and
1: without that it, the, the 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 it kind of becomes a little narrower right what you can get away with
3: well it, it's like there's no dot it's just chaos it's like when 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 there's when like the Don of the Mafia dies and there's just chaos breaking out because everybody is jockeying for position. People are acting out of pocket. Shit that wouldn't fly before is happening now. You know, there's, a, a, there's a, like the young comics are acting like they've done something in their life. They talk out of turn. Yeah, that's just young
1: going. people though, right? I mean, shit. Yeah, that is young
3: people because we don't punch people anymore. The, the, we've taken away the fear of getting punched in your face. And there's no reason for young people not to talk shit
1: anymore. It's not even that though, right? It's almost, it's this, it's this idea that everybody, it really comes from a good place. I think this idea that everybody has inherent value and needs to be heard. heard. Right, right. But, but it, it, it's, it's, it's like that, but amplified times 10, you know what I mean? Like not only do I, should I be heard? but you're going to hear me and you're going to let, you know what I mean? I don't know. Well, disclosure,
3: Johnny, that was me when I was young. I was a piece of shit. I make no illusions of it.
1: And now that I'm on
3: the other end of it, I'm like these these young whippersnappers, right? Uh, It's just the, the way it is. And, you know, but now all the old guard left and there's a power vacuum problem and the people stepping into it aren't doing a service, in my humble opinion, to the art. It's like all about conformity and the the fear of getting canceled has destroyed great people's comedy.
1: And you don't think this is just the future of comedy, right? I hope no,
3: I don't. I don't.
4: I think, no, I think it's the trend. I think it's the post pandemic fucking paranoia, fucking cancel culture, bullshit trend. I mean, like,
3: it's like network television does not have power like it used to. Not at all. These cables don't have power. These streaming sites aren't paying people a lot of money to do what they do. They just don't because they're all taking kind of the Viacom view of how to fucking run a business, which is pay stars money and everybody else is fighting for scraps. And there's just so many options now. Right. There's so many options. I have to go from Netflix to Hulu to Prime. And it's just like it's not the same thing. The the most powerful thing is YouTube. YouTube is it. And like look what's being done on YouTube. And uh congratulations, Jason Tebow. You you worked on uh Jew. Uh, I thought Jew was one of the most oh. incredible specials I've watched. Wasn't it years. really good? Yeah, it got- Everybody,
4: go go to Ari YouTube page, Ari Fear Jew. Uh, it's a fantastic stand-up special, man. It it's really an is. Old
3: school special. It is an yeah. old-school special. It is a special where you learn something about a group that you may not be a part of. It is what made Richard Pryor specials great.
4: It,
3: it, I, it, I agree with that. That's a great point. What made it, it like you learned something, which is what made Carlin special so great. And am I saying these this special is in there? I yeah, I I'm I'm telling you, man. Uh you know, there have been some great specials put out this year. Brian Callan's special was incredible, and Ari Shapir's special was fucking incredible. The th- the th- how, how many great heard.
1: specials have had a tight theme like that, though? It's amazing how tight. I mean, I, he, it's the I, best it really, thing
4: he's ever done. And,
3: and the right? best part of it is like, and it's what made Carlin great. It's what made Richard Pryor great is that he didn't care that he lost people at moments saying stuff that they didn't want to hear. Like, you know, when he got into like Judaism view of women and they got kind of quiet on that and he even acknowledges, oh, you're getting quiet on me. He stayed the course and that to me is a big thing that's lost now in the art of comedy which has become very much pop comedy and it's this no this like vapid kind of like idea that you know you got to get a million laughs per second and it's very hard to say anything now if you're a super young comic that's okay it happens right that's what you do you kind of got to learn and as you get older it's like why when I go on the road, I like to bring older comics with me because they're in a similar place as me. To bring the younger comic out, who's just doing like, "What's up with chicks? Am I right? Huh? Chicks? Is it me? Like, we well, ever hear chicks pussy fart? You're like, that's not where I am in my life. That's not where I am. I'm trying to dig deeper into who I am, and I like to bring people who are on that journey with me. My crowd's a little older and all that stuff. So. Uh, it's a it's a great special, and, you know, I wish I already did this show more often, uh, but it was a great special, and I'm after what he went through with the Kobe shit, it was really cool to see. Um, he can be an asshole once in a while, but I love him.
4: Yeah, man, I'm fucking proud of him. So, yeah, everybody go <clears throat> watch that. Sam, Sam, you got anything else you want to jam this out? Johnny, I see you fucking writing down some bullshit.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm ready to shoot special, man. I was like, I was really starting to question whether I wanted to do stand-up anymore. But these last couple times on the road, uh, shit's fucking, I'm ready to put out, I I think I'm going to call it weirdo. (laughs) You know, I think that's going to be my next special, weirdo. And uh, I just got a bunch of shit. Like, there's some stuff I have about my kids that are two years old. It's time to throw it out so I go do new shit. And then I'm going to yes. do a episode. Then I'm going to do a special of all my greatest hits in one show.
4: You mean all your old jokes?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I guess I have no greatest hits. I guess it's, I guess it's a hope. Well, I didn't me. know what you
4: meant of, of greatest no, 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 hits. No, no,
3: no, It's totally fun. I, I thought that was hilarious. Um, Jason, anything
4: for you? Uh, No, guys. Just fucking. Uh... Enjoy these fights.
3: We'll hit Jason, you up next week. I want you to know, everywhere I go, I get punch drunk fans all the time, all the time. Everywhere I, I go, it. they're like, "Dude, I love punch drunk. Never stop." That. I go, "We won't, bro.
4: We're going to." Oh, gonna geez, do right show.
3: there. All of us are. De- Johnny, tell me now, you will continue to show even when we're dead. Which
4: oh Jason, yeah, of
1: course, of me. course, yeah. Right, well, I'm waiting for hey, that. Actually, it's going to take off.
3: Tell, tells she's, I said, "What's up?" I will. And real quick, we lost friend of the show. Were you friends with uh with Casey? Cassie? Casey?
4: Me? Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, yeah.
3: Super sad, man.
4: Very Unbelievable. sad. There's a real problem going around with fucking bad drugs in that fucking town, it seems like. Because I've lost a
3: lot well, of people. Well, it's everywhere, dude. It's everywhere.
4: Yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying the people that I've lost in the last two years... Fucking five of them have been accidental fucking
3: overdoses.
4: Yeah, yeah. Cassie Dang, rest in peace. She was a fucking. We should uh, just
1: go ahead and say what we're talking about, though, right? We're talking about fentanyl and coke. If you're gonna do coke, test it. You can't. You yeah. just can't do coke anymore. You can't. And not. You can't. Test it.
3: You and I were at the comedy store. Never. doing blow, throwing fucking loads around, dude. The coke was the worst. It was was. Fucking uh, fat Eddie's uh, fucking drywall. That was a little,
4: little stepped on. Yeah, it might be a little stepped on, but at least it was like Coke. Now this shit is fucking killing motherfuckers. Yeah,
3: dude,
4: I get yeah. it, chick. God dog. bless her. And it was her fucking birthday. She's just hanging out on her birthday, oh. party with people, does a couple fucking lines of Coke, and it's a fucking rap, man. She wasn't a fucking 70 year old lady. Fuck these people died. for putting She's that shit in fucking, there. Fucking. Early
3: uh, well, 30s. I, think, I, I think it's beyond that. I think it's coming in through the borders, already in the code. Yeah.
1: Well, whoever's doing it, though, that's fuck, what I think. you. I think too. Forever. All right, guys. Too.
3: Sorry to end on a sad note. Well, we want to right. Yeah, watch. but definitely
4: shout out to Cassie Dang. You'll you'll be missed. Definitely be missed. At this All right, I'll
3: talk to you. All soon right, later. guys. Suck
4: it. Suck uh, it. Suck what?
3: it. What are they saying?
1: It disturbs
4: me how much Sam loves this song. He dances like he has special needs. <laughs> I'm
5: at the nail salon. What? I'm at the grocery store. What? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store. I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have
2: When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon.
6: This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag.
2: Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy!
6: (sniffs) And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bag.
2: Hefty, hefty, hefty!
6: Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, <sniffs> hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags.
3: What did I say? Johnny, stop!
6: This episode is made possible by PWC. When unprecedented times are all the time, It's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here.
3: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at
0: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: These are kids. We're supporting now. If you
6: are... This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com
3: Drunk Puncher. What? Go out buy I'm buy this album. Grandma.
1: If you want to find this and uh, buy it, it's the Which kids of with knee Wid, High. <laughs> Let's get busy is the name of the album. Every girl's my girlfriend.
2: Every girl's
0: my girlfriend.
1: Just gonna fade I'm gonna that out. I'm gonna
3: make I'm gonna put this to vote. Should this be the new Punch Drunk uh, theme song? <laughs>